welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. I am here with none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon. Hello, Ian. You're, you, we're here, and we are not accompanied by other people. Just us. It's just us in the pod room on this beautiful summer day, staying inside spilling beer. Correct. Well, it's yeah. not quite summer yet. Is it? Uh, 23rd. Oh, okay. So you it's, you only go by the solstice. I mean, that's officially summer, yeah. But it's uh, it's getting there. It's warm out. It's nice out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to break 80 tomorrow. Yeah. In sunny Hamtramck. It is now actually, for real, sunny Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm excited about sunny Hamtramck. I took a walk earlier today. I like to take walks and generate ideas. Mm-hmm. I did that today for this pod, and the only idea I had was I'm going to buy some beer from that company that we mocked David for liking. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> it's all right. I wonder, do you think the Scott Castigators are relieved to be back in a more casual energy of a pod? Because listen to this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't really know our audience that well. We might have to check some email bag later to figure that out. That's true. We do have email bag later. But not quite right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love this new soundboard, and I'm so excited to have all these sound effects. Like, check this out. Ooh. Yeah, that's thunder. So whenever we say something shocking or potentially uh, vilifying for one of us, that we have to be like, Whoa, back up, explain yourself. This is going on the record. You know, or mm-hmm. while we're doing what's what, if something villainous happens. I love good sound effects. We're going to have to start insisting that our listeners uh, use headphones so they get the stereo experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't just uh, listen to this shit in the car anymore. No. <laughs> no, unless you got like a bitchin' system. <laughs> Scott Cast requires Dolby surround. <laughs> 4K. <laughs> when I first, when I was doing Feudcast last year, Sabelle just mocked me mercilessly mm-hmm. for capturing all the footage in 1080p, 60 frames per second. Like I Peter Jackson Feudcast. <laughs> <laughs> what was her qualm about it? That it was. It's excessive. Uh, well, <laughs> there's no reason to do that much with it, especially since everybody who watched it, which was like four people, yeah, watched it on YouTube in like 720, 580-like mm-hmm. pixel. Nobody ever... You didn't fire it up on the 4K TV with like the world's best stream. Right. You might have... Did you do it on the 4K TV a little bit? I don't remember when that came out. Oh, it was probably before the 4K. It might have been. Yeah, you, everyone 720'd it. Meanwhile, I was just learning how to edit video nowadays. Yeah. Because I used to do video in high school back when 720 was like big baller. Yeah. And I edited all the files. Well, that's the thing is like <clears throat> we're kind of chasing our own tails with that stuff. So like I'm still buying VHS tapes, <laughs> which is fun, but also... Sometimes I love things and I, I upgrade and I go all out for 4K for something that I already own, right? It's better to be ahead of the curve than filming it in standard def and a year from now you can't even fucking see it. 
Because your TV's so high definition and it's just all blocks and yeah. blurry shapes, right? Yeah, you want to buy for life. Yeah. But that's impossible with media. Right. Because media is always changing. Yeah. But you're dedicated to media, basically. I mean, you have a 4K TV. Well, is that dedication? Maybe. <laughs> that's I don't know. Like How much all? does a 4K go for? I mean, it was fairly cheap. and Like 200 bucks? Yeah, I think you can get them cheaper. I mean, ours was 500 um, but you can get them cheaper now for sure. Wait a minute, since since you bought it for 500 like the same model's 200 Wow. Probably maybe three, I don't know. Because it's kind of big, 50-inch. What's the top tier even look like these days? I don't fucking know, man. Like, I know they have virtual reality and, like, these curved screens and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen tech videos where people take a cell phone and then they make origami out of it. <laughs> yeah. Because they fold the screen somehow. And I don't even... What scientist was sitting around with the genius to be able to do that? I'm going to fold this here screen. What use could that possibly have? I guess it makes it harder to break your phone. I don't know. I guess. Or easier because it gets weak at the bend point <laughs> and like it tears like paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll start seeing people with like a torn in half phone trying to use it. They can only <laughs> dial the left three, three numbers on the number pad. I mean, you see people with um, like smartphones that just got that spider crack pattern already. Yeah. And you can't fucking see anything on it. I don't know how they use it, but they still manage to. So I guess if it was bendy, it would be better. Those same people always need tech support. Mm-hmm. So they come to me because I develop websites. I don't know what, how this connects, but <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, I need to get this working in this way. And then I try to use it. And the screen's so shattered, like, by the end of it, I have a bloody stub for a finger. Right. (laughs) Wow. People are addicted to their cell phones these days. That's true. You know, enough to have that. Well, it's also a necessity, because it's the only phone you have. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The way they design stuff. Could you get rid of your smartphone? Could I? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Is there a reason? Like, what do you, what's your main thing with the smartphone? Do you check out the social media it's hard to just buy a standard phone now. That's true. Because I was resist- I didn't really like the touch screens like previously, mm-hmm. but you, you can't fucking find one that's got the pad still. Yeah. I've read articles where people were like, well, if you do this, 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 and this, you can buy a feature phone for $30. Yeah. And it's basically just like a Nokia brick mm-hmm. and connect to the service. But you got to... You got to follow these steps and you got to get it from a third party person. Yeah. You can't go to a store and buy it. No, because they're going to want to get you in some contract where it's just like, yo, it's only $20 a month to have this phone and look, it's top of the line and shit. It's got infrared. You could see like, can you even still get a landline? I mean, you can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure businesses. Businesses obviously do. Yeah. Like, I don't know anyone who has a, a phone in their house. No. It's all cell phones. In yeah. China, cell phones are so prolific and like being connected digitally is so prolific that at least in the big cities where I kind of heard these stories, mm-hmm. credit cards, cash, worthless. Everything is paid for by cell phone. The person who went there didn't believe it mm-hmm. until like a homeless man came up to them and he was just like, do you got some money for us? Do you got some money for us? And the guide was just like, yeah, sure. And so the homeless man unbuttons his jacket and takes out his cell phone from a lanyard. The guy scans the phone, 
sends like 10 boxes away or something. Mm-hmm. That That's just how the transactions happen now over there. I thought he was going to try and give him like a a coin and he was going to be like, ah, fuck you guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm lactose intolerant. I can't take this coin. It's <laughs> <laughs> about to get tackled against the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. That's the sound effect I should have put in. The dumpster hit. Mm. Ah. Oh, well. I'll have to go do a field recording and really capture the sound. Maybe I need to kind of look into how that would actually sound to yeah. really send that message to the audience. Like right now, it's going to be littered with dumpster hits and box. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to turn off the feed right now. <laughs> uh, how did we get on that tangent? Uh, who cares? We're talking about like, technology. We, do we have to map ourselves as we go all the time? Like the listener knows, they can rewind. Yeah. Listener probably sounds so, feels so high and mighty right now when we say stuff like that. Like, how did we get there? They're like, well, I know because you're a jackass. <laughs> well, fuck you, listener. so david we did the last few pods with him Mm -hmm. we love him he's starting his own podcast called one life to lift i think yeah we've been he's been bouncing around the name a million times since but we recorded the first episode he gave me some workout tips it's a two-hour episode but i will encapsulate it with this one piece of advice Mm -hmm. for working out okay and that it's particularly if you don't work out and you're just starting for the most part, any kind of tired you feel is literally purely mental. Mm. Like if you give yourself the goal of like 10, 20, 30, 40 push-ups, you're going to reach that goal and then be done. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. And it's completely arbitrary. Mm. It's just training your brain to be able to exert the muscle mass. Like he was talking about how like sprinters and shit like that, they can activate their entire whatever fucking spreading muscles there are. This all took two hours. <laughs> and and they and that's how they train. They they train activating the muscles they already have. Because they're not beefy people, right? Yeah. So they're not like sprinters are usually pretty lean. Yeah, maybe you got thunder thighs going on, but besides yeah. that, they're just training to activate those muscles and make them go real fast. Mm-hmm. Usain Bolt, I mean maybe someone could beat the crap out of him. I heard he was making his own car. That is awesome. Really? He's yes. making his own car? <laughs> I feel like I, I read an article about that. Oh, can, my Lord. Let's Google that. Let's Google that. An electric car. Makes sense. Usain Bolt car. Usain Bolt car brings up a lot of photos of him just posing by real fast cars. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, that's just metaphorical. He would not be able to beat a dilapidated Honda Civic in a race. Correct. Let alone this Ferrari he's posing next to. People are very slow. Yeah. What? He what? Even like, the fastest people is slower than most animals. Yeah, he went like 27 miles an hour, right. top speed. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I go faster than that checking Facebook and just totally zoning out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what kind of car. He has a car collection. Oh, Usain Bolt reveals... A $10,000 electric microcar with a swappable battery. Yes. I'm actually... That's the one. I'm kind of intrigued. I didn't realize the price point was, like, it's fuck you, Elon Musk price point. Yeah. That's fuck you, Elon Musk, because Elon Musk was like, we'll make an affordable, awesome car for $35,000. Right. And you check out, it's 50000 because he couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. But here, look at this, $10,000 electric microcar. Suck it, David. 
U.S.-based Bolt Mobility, a startup company co-founded by the Sprinter, has unveiled a two-seater electric microcar called the Bolt Binano. Obviously. That will allow its owners to take part in a car share model to earn revenue and avoid the need to stop and recharge. This guy is trying to reinvent the fucking world. That's what we need, man. Good Lord. Like, if I was, like, universally hailed as the fastest man in the world, mm-hmm. I think I'd be done accomplishing. Yeah. Well, That's yeah. why I still Scottcast. <laughs> 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 trying to find something. <laughs> He's certainly more ambitious than us. I guess so. I didn't realize he had this uh, business acumen with a plan to begin deliveries in late 2020. Okay. I and mean, that's the thing. Like, what, what do you do when you reach the, the heights of one thing? You kind of, like, that's it. You can't go anywhere from there. I mean, physiologically, he can't be the fastest man in the world much longer. Right. Because it's a game of microseconds or some shit. Yeah. You know? So you got you to gotta find another... Uh, Another basket for your eggs, I guess. I don't know if that's a weird metaphor. Another basket for you. <laughs> the advice is to put all your eggs in one basket, but switch the basket. Switch the basket. Once, once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> switch the basket. It's the basket that's the problem. <laughs> well, maybe he's doing a bunch of well, stuff. Once you fill your basket, what are you supposed to do with all those eggs? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you taking them to, you jackass? <laughs> it's all about the basket. The only person making money here is the basket maker, and Usain Bolt knows that. I mean, I'd buy a $10,000. Shit, yeah, man. $10,000 and no gas, basically, and it's like a car ride. Like, it's, it sounds like, like he's trying to make it... Like that versus our Fiesta? That is... It looks the, the same. better investment, yeah. Yeah, it looks the same as the Fiesta. And you don't have to pay, you pay all that money for gas. Yeah, which for so, the Fiesta is like after, $4 for a full tank. Yeah, it's, it's not expensive, <laughs> but after, what, two, three years, you're saving money. Yeah, after two, three years, you can buy, like, some ScottCast merch. Yeah. Can you check out the new ScottCast store? I love the new store. It's a great store. <laughs> <laughs> new products are added all the time. Um, we got a tank top with Hamtramck Avengers. We, I think we're both going to order that and then do Sneaky D's workout program. Heck yeah. Oh, that would be a great workout tape. That would. The Hamtramck Avengers workout. David, you're listening. You better be. Because I'm producing your damn show. <laughs> well, cutting it up and hosting it a little bit. He's actually doing the cutting. Mm. I told him to do the cutting. Okay. And he wants to do the cutting. Point being, David's listening. We're going to have our own workout program and we're going to make a workout tape for... Uh, useless nerds like us. Yeah. And it's going to be Hamtramck Avenger themed. By the end of the tape, you, me, and any Scott Castigator who follows the program will be able to tackle any perp against any dumpster. So, anyway, Scott Cast store. You can't buy a car there. How can, you, how can you get to that store again? Uh, you go to thescottcast.com mm-hmm. and you sign up. You got to sign up and become a Scottcast citizen where you get exclusive pods and shit. Oh. Get email updates if you want them. Okay. And I'm also going to throw in a coupon towards the Scottcast store. One use kind of thing per sign up. Basically, you'll be able to buy some sweet ass like shirts for like 10 bucks and shit. Well, holy shit. Go sign up. Hell yeah. Sign up. Dun, dun, dun. That was too ominous for the... the... <clears throat> yeah, there's nothing wrong if you give us all your personal identifying information. 
What a great advertisement. No wonder Audible dropped us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thescottcast.com. Now back to our regular programming, which is just the rest of this pod. Yeah. We, we had a good time with a revived quote of David's mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, after Scottcast, there's going to be hella bitches up in here. Yeah. Uh, there's another quote I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Harry Potter themed. Was this from like Lost Scottcast episodes or is Lost this Scottcast from... episodes? Okay. Yeah, this is this is from over a year and a half ago at this point. All right. This is Sneaky D. Somehow we're talking about Harry Potter, and this is this worldview, and I think it translates to kind of the way he views the world, and I want mm-hmm. kind of to analyze him okay. mercilessly so from, afterwards. From deep in the vaults, Sneaky D. Yes. Basic bitches, and then you got your show-offs. That's everybody who makes up House Gryffindor. Mm. Again. Basic bitches, and then you got your show-offs. That's everybody who makes up House Gryffindor. Mm. 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 Do you think he thinks that like the forces of good are just people who don't think people who are self-aggrandizing. Like, do you think he thinks that after after uh, that kind of analysis of House Gryffindor? I'm the wrong person to ask about this. House Gryffindor is just a generic, this is where the good guys go. Yeah. These are the people who remain loyal to each other. They're house mascots like a lion. Right. You know, it's the preppy kids yeah. of Hogwarts. David is saying, you know what these people are? They're just basic bitches, and they are just show-offs. The people that saved the universe mm-hmm. in this world. And he calls them basic bitches and show-offs. I mean, when you, when you describe them as preppy kids, that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> not too far off. So, like, if some guy shows up, he's wearing, like, three polos, all yeah. the collars are upturned, and, like, you're immediately judging him immediately. Yeah. It's called prejudice, by the way. Yeah, well. <laughs> and then, like, he gets on the mic, the reporter's interviewing him about how he saved an entire bus of school children from falling off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you still judge him with his polos? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't view people as, like... A, either entirely bad or entirely good. Okay. I think that everyone's kind of a big mix. And those three polos are a strong signal? Those three polos, you are a douche for doing that. (laughs) And there's no taking that back. That doesn't mean you can't do good things. Right. You can't have good aspects about you. So in in this universe, there is such thing as philanthropic douche? Yeah. Okay. Like, who would you call a philanthropic douche? (laughs) Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is Usain Bolt philanthropic douche, or is he just like, I can do this? I don't know anything that Usain Bolt's done that I, like, could hate on him for. It can't be much, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know a ton about him, but I don't... All the exposure I've had to him is like, oh, that's pretty cool for you. Good for you. Yeah, he's young and... Most of his life, he was just running around. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. I saw a thing today about uh, Ted Cruz. I know we don't like to get political here, but Ted Cruz did a thing that I, like, I kind of chuckled at. You like, like with Ted Cruz or at Ted Cruz? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> there is a meme about Ted Cruz that he, like, ate a baby. And he, like, 
very tactful response. Uh, kind of tried to make a human joke on Twitter and said that it was delicious. And that's, you know what, that, that kind of hits my soft spot. I like. I do respect that in, yeah. a, in, a, in a way. Like, I, as a human being, Ted Cruz is kind of a, I hate him. You but, know what they call that? Mm-hmm. They call that sea lining. What's that? Sea lining is when you, you're like getting trolled or something like mm-hmm. that, or someone's calling something out about you. And you kind of roll with it. You roll with it, yeah. yeah. You roll harder than the people who are. Yeah. It's, it's B-Rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. And 8 Mile. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Ted Cruz is B-Rabbiting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's got the, the fucking hoodie on. He's tweeting. <laughs> Holy shit. Like the fucking uh, lose yourself is playing in the background. He's high-fiving all his little constituents. (laughs) Policy-wise, Ted Cruz and I don't see eye to eye. But uh, I respect that. that He he could take a joke. Joke about eating a baby. (laughs) Yeah. It's about time people just take the fucking jokes. Yeah. I don't have any sympathy for anybody who's offended by any joke. There's some instances where it's like you're clearly just berating someone just to spread hate sure mm-hmm. that's a little different you know and then there's the instances I mean, uh, yeah there can be jokes in bad taste i think uh like what's a joke in bad taste like what what line has to be crossed i think it's very contextual contextual okay. i think uh if you're crossing lines about like like i think you can make jokes that are racist without being racist or jokes that are sexist without being sexist. Like stereotypical kind of jokes? Yeah, but it's a very, very fine line. And I don't know if I can define it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before I... <laughs> so, like, sometimes those are done in, within a spirit that's, like, to bring you, to bring understanding to a topic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, a little, like, laughing is always like, like people, a relief of tension. Yeah, people make jokes about, like, school shootings... After school shootings. Like Drew? Yeah. Okay. And that's bad. But if it's done in the right spirit, it's like, oh, um, this is like a fucking serious thing that we should actually be doing something about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it takes finesse to joke in a way that's like raising awareness. It does. And I think it's it's along the lines of like, what are you making fun of and how is it being made yes. fun of? Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Like Drew bringing up like school shootings <laughs> in episode 66 when he was drunk off his rocker mm-hmm. uh talking to david his joke was didn't really have anything it to was do. more about david it was a lot more about david because he had the camera like mm. two inches from his face because he was drunk <laughs> ranting into the camera like that drew made a joke that he he looked like he was in one of those news reports and he was the person like videotaping themselves yeah which is just, that just means he watched all the news reports. Yeah. Saw all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, he saw David drunk off his rocker doing something that reminded him of something terrible. Mm-hmm. And just that juxtaposition of silly David, yeah, terrible event is enough to make you go, oh my God. And, you know, it breaks tension. Yes. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not like blatantly trying to hurt anybody. Right. Yeah, that's somewhat of a line to define. That's a lot more succinct than what I had, yeah. Is it succinct? 
I feel like I just mm. ran more than what I had. <laughs> okay. Um, let's advise our listeners to not try and <laughs> try and figure that line out. Okay. Just uh, yeah, don't make racist or sexist or. It's just not worth it to try to make jokes to people jokes. you don't know how they're gonna take yeah. it. It's it's a whole. There's a reason why comedians get paid. I feel like yeah, and a lot of that is they're willing to go through that that gauntlet mm-hmm. because. Sure, we are we're kind of defining things in favor of people telling jokes mm-hmm. and stuff right now. But there's a lot of people who aren't and they're going to be vocal no matter what. Even if someone is completely unreasonable and like saying things about you, they're still saying things about you. And that's still going to enter your psyche. Yeah. And it's going to manifest in insecurities and stuff like that. And you got to be like a hardened comedian to right on. Really understand how to navigate that. So instead, you should just start a podcast because no one's going to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can say whatever you want. What was the... You said sea lioning? Yeah, it's called sea lioning. Okay. When, when, you, when you double down. Gotcha. I don't know why it's called sea lioning. I'm going to okay. see if it's a... I want to see if it's a... I know of a... Real term. I guess it's a sea lioning tactic. But uh, someone's like... I don't even know if I'd call it gay bashing, but like, oh, that's gay, blah, blah. One of my other favorite podcasts has a comeback to that that's, uh, well, that's not what your dad said last night. Oh. Which, I guess, dad. I guess that's sea lining. Is it? But I like it. What did I define sea lining as again? Doubling down. So if you're getting, like, gay bashed or gay shamed, yeah. throw a, your dad in there. Yeah, say you had sex with someone's father. Yeah. You know, no more than your mama. It's... So I just Googled what sea lining means. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I'm wrong. Some weird sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great because it's like featured in like a featured snippet on Google. Ah, uh-huh. I wish. I wonder when Google's going to start doing that. When they're going to like you type in some offensive term, yeah, and they just blatantly tell you with that <laughs> giant fucking font that they have, yeah. <laughs> This is what happens when a man and a woman love each other and one of them's on the toilet. <laughs> Click to learn more. <laughs> Apparently, sea lining is a type of trolling or harassment which consists of pursuing people with persistent requests for evidence or repeated questions, all while maintaining a pretense of civility. It may take the form of incessant bad faith invitations to engage in debate. Like, so wait, requesting evidence is a way of harassing people? Yeah, like, uh, like uh, prove that, sir. I mean, I'm just trying to be civil and have a discussion with you, but please prove this, this, and this. And apparently it's a form of trolling? I don't know if that's trolling. Right? Like asking for... That seems very reasonable to me. <laughs> the troll feigns ignorance and politeness so that if the target is provoked into making an angry response, the troll can act as the aggrieved party. Hmm. Like, I guess it depends on what kind of evidence you ask for. Like, is it unreasonable evidence and you're just pretending you're being civil about the request? I don't know if that's trolling. I think that's... People should have reasoned thoughts behind their uh, claims, shouldn't they? Yeah, like, depending on... I think it depends on, like, the extent of evidence you're asking. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're saying, can you show me anything that says any of that... It's broad enough that somebody could at least do something. Yeah. But if you're like a flat earther or something <laughs> and, you're, and you're like 
flat earther, I think, is entirely sea lining. Because Well, what else can you do with a flat earther? No, like, as a flat earther, that's how mm. they persist. Mm. Like, they're always, like, asking for more evidence. Like, prove it. Have you been to Antarctica? Ah, uh, I see. I see what you're saying. So that's like sea lining. So, like, you can't prove that. But, come on. Earth round. Even Alex Jones is like, this is stupid. So if you say something stupid, and you ask someone for evidence, and they give you evidence, and then you ask someone for evidence about a particular piece of the evidence that they gave you, and they give you that, and then you so on and so forth. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, like... uh, Like, oh, you've shown me several thousand scholarly articles that support what you say, but uh, what about... uh, uh, it, it looks flat. Yeah. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Prove that it's not. If it's so flat, then how come I can't throw a ball and have it hit the back of my head? <laughs> I think that's... Uh, so it's like excess. Unreasonable. Yeah. It's, it's just... But feigning reason. Yeah, feigning like a civil discourse invitation. Yeah. Only to drag someone into some muck and mire until mm-hmm. they get frustrated and angry and type a response about it. Okay. Do you troll? I mean, I know we've discussed you going and like trying to engage That's the people. Thing. Like, I think uh, the interactions I've had, and it's been a long time, I don't think I've uh, really been active on Facebook in like a year. It's been a while. We have episodes that say otherwise. Well, I don't know how long ago that was, but it was a while back. Okay. But yeah. Those those interactions, I'm like, was I sea uh, lining? Because I, I definitely didn't think that there was a big conspiracy. I mean, I think that big pharma is a bunch of douchebags. I didn't disagree necessarily with her uh, her take home point. Sure, but I didn't think that vaccines were like poisoning us or anything like that. Mm. And I I wanted information about why she felt that. Right. So if that was sea lining, then I guess I was doing that. I think if she didn't write in word salad, <laughs> <laughs> and and you made the same request, it wouldn't be sea lining as much. Mm-hmm. But since, but because I couldn't expect a rational response, that was sea lining. Yeah. Anybody who saw that thread, uh, yourself, even probably, yeah. even at the time, knew anything wasn't going to result in. That's the hope I have is like you almost give somebody a mirror of themselves and hope that they see like how crazy what they're saying is because they can't back it up. So that was what I was going for. I wasn't trying to like make her feel like an asshole or anything. Well, maybe sea lining is a valid psychological technique, therapeutic technique to get people to kind of really think critically about their position. I mean, and there was a point that I was like, well, this isn't going anywhere, so I'm going to stop now. There you go. Sea lining wouldn't do that. Sea lining, that's when it's just getting good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. That's that's what that is. You you do sea lion, but it's a in a professional capacity pretty much. Yeah. You know? I mean, that makes sense. Like what? You can't make that request of somebody when they're saying something outlandish. Right. I mean, we should expect that people can back up the statements they make. Yeah. Just a little at least a little. Uh, yeah. I don't care if someone disagrees with me about any of my like world opinions. Yeah. Or 
most, even any, even any of my educated opinions. Quite frankly, in my most educated silo of thinking, I'm still not the brightest mind. Yeah. There is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, sh- I certainly don't know everything about anything. Right. <laughs> I barely know anything about everything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, like, what, what, what do you expect from internet debates in general from people? Yeah. You can't, you can't drag any real information out of that. You can barely do it in person. So, apparently, the term originates from a webcomic called Wondermark, mm-hmm. where a character expresses a dislike of sea lions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, he doesn't like sea lions. And then a sea lion interrupts repeatedly to ask why he doesn't like sea lions. A lot of text on that one. Like, it's a little bit of text, but it's like it looks Victorian in the way it's drawn. Like, it's... Oh, it's fun. It's nice. It's actually a well-done little piece here. I, th- I, was, I was expecting, like, stick figures, like uh, that uh, XKCD thing. Hmm. All right, so we got this sea lion, the sea lion comic by Wondermark, by David Malky. And these two people are in a steam engine or some shit um, saying, I don't mind most marine mammals, but sea lions? I could do without sea lions. And the guy says, don't say that out loud. And then a sea lion shows up. (laughs) Pardon me, but I couldn't help but overhear. Key point of a sea lining technique. Mm -hmm. A conversation that's not happening between you and a person. And then the person shows up. Yeah. But, you know, in an internet world where people are commenting on public events. That's uh, standard fare, yeah. Yeah, public. And in this case, public is symbolized by they're out on the street in their little steam engine. Yeah. Guy says, now you've done it. And the sea lion says, I would like to have a civil conversation about your statement. Civil conversation. Mm -hmm. Would you mind showing me evidence of any negative thing any sea lion has ever done to you? Hmm. I mean, that's pretty broad. That seems fair. Yeah. I mean, like, just tell me one time a sea lion did something to cause distaste. I mean, to be fair, why wouldn't you like a sea lion? Like, sea lions are pretty cool. They're kind of neat yeah. little creatures. They're like a sea, like they're like a seal, but they're big. Yeah. And it's just like a rubbery little cat creature, like a rubbery cat. <laughs> Man says, "Go away." Sea Lion says, there's no need to raise your voice. I'm right here. I'm just curious if you have any sources to back up your opinion. I think you said that exactly. <laughs> mm. In one of those, one of, one, of those, uh, one of those posts, one of those comments. I may have. Source to back opinion. I think that's important. I don't I'm, know. I mean, I'm not trying to castigate you. Do you feel castigated? I stand by my actions. You can castigate me if you want. Your fan favorite, Ian Dixon. Nothing. If you, just, if you say something stupid, I'm going to ask for a source. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think that's the power of sea lining. Yeah. Is at the end of the day, besides the sea lion interrupting. We can agree to disagree, but I want to understand your point of view. The sea lion is in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's as much stated as the guy who says, you're in my house. And he's in bed. <laughs> uh, sea lion says you made a statement in public for all to hear are you unable to defend the statements you make or simply unwilling to have a reasoned discussion hmm. i mean that's just the thing it's like it's reason they're using the but sea not- lion is in the right except for being in the guy's house 
that's that's just it it's like the persistence of like i am going to be in your world now asking these (laughs) questions yeah and i'm not going to stop until i get an answer i think that's the thing like if you sea lion once there's no such thing as a single sea lining Mm -hmm. like you can't just send out a message and then call that sea lining because the key is the persistence Mm -hmm. last frame i told you dude sea lions and then the sea lion says, I have been unfailingly polite, and you two have been nothing but rude. They're trying to eat breakfast. Very well. We shall resume in an hour. I got into an argument about sea lining on Reddit, mm-hmm. on the Tell em Steve Dave Care subreddit, because I thought I was sea lining. Maybe I've done something else. <laughs> Turns out I was just being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What happens is they mentioned sea lining. In an episode of Tell Him Steve Dave. Mm-hmm. I did listen to the episode, but I didn't listen very closely. I just kind of put it on and did things. And obviously, because and... you told me it was something different. Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go to the Reddit and some <coughs> someone posts this beautiful little fan art thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a hockey jersey or a baseball tee or something. And, and it's a team jersey and it's got a sea lion. And it's like, yeah, Tesdy Town Sea Lions. Great. Most people are commenting, being like, uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, just compliments. And then at the very bottom, there's this f- comment that was downvoted to oblivion. No one liked this comment. And I, ooh, it's bound to be fun. <laughs> Click, open. Guy's saying, sea lion, the mascot should be an ant for Tell Him Steve Dave. And then a guy com- re- replies to that, oh, you didn't listen to the episode. It's, it's about... But it's the sea lining is a thing Q mentions. Mm-hmm. And then the guy responds to that. Oh, I listened to the episode. I just still think it should be an ant. Everybody hated that? Everyone hates it. According to my definition, my head of sea lining, which is just like dogged persistence. Yeah. He got sea lined. He got sea lined. But then I thought he was sea lying. So I was just like, haha, these people can't even take sea lining in a thread about sea lining. And then people responded to me being like, that's not sea lining. And I was just like, you think you know sea lining better than me? I don't, I didn't know sea lining. <laughs> I didn't review the episode or anything. And I'm like, I'm the king of fucking sea lining. I know sea lining when I sea line. I'm sea lining right now. You deal with that. And they're like, you're an idiot. You're, you're a fucking cringe fest. And I'm like, no, I'm sea lining. I'm doing what I need to do for this thread. You're persistent about it anyway. I'm persistent. And at the very last comment, I said, okay, explain to me, what is sea lining? I did not listen to the episode yet. (laughs) And I got a reply being like, oh my God, all these comments and you didn't listen to the episode? Cringe fest. Which is like, okay. Cringe fest. Cringe fest. First off, this entire thread before I was even influencing it was already shut down by Reddit (laughs) due to the downvotes. So it's like, if you're going to this thread, you want to see shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) The parent comment has like negative 30 points. It's nothing but bad stuff happening. (laughs) Second, like, you can tell I'm clearly not doing anything. Third, all my posts still are mostly upvoted because Mm -hmm. the only people checking in on this thread are the people arguing with me. And they're probably too proud to try to instigate point fluctuations. Mm -hmm. 
So I still look like the winner, even though I'm definitely have no idea what I'm talking about the entire time. <laughs> but internet is terrible. It is. <laughs> we should just stop. <laughs> Episode title <laughs> right there. No need for me to think about it this week. <laughs> the internet is terrible. We need to stop. <laughs> You know, I don't really have a civil conversation with people. The closest mm-hmm. thing to a continued conversation I've had with a fan uh, of a thing based purely on that has been Drew from the Tim and Drew show. Yeah. And Tim. Just by association. <laughs> Clearly, like, all that propaganda by all the internet, uh, by big internet. Yeah. It's just untrue. It doesn't bring you closer together. It just enables you to snipe at each other from afar. That's true. It, does more it's more better for sniping than it is for bringing together <laughs> absolutely i guess the only uh true safe haven on the the internet would be the scott cast store really it is <laughs> <laughs> be, like you'd sign up to the scott cast website it's just email password free to enter mm-hmm. you get a bunch of bonus stuff you get a t-shirt at pretty much cost to me you know yeah. a bunch of fun designs to choose from and you can leave comments on Scottcast Radio future episodes, and you can send stuff to email bag, and we're going to read it out. Oh, speaking of that. Holy fuck. We've got email bag. What up? I need to go get it. <laughs> Did you write out email bag on post-it notes? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't like to bring up the Gmail <laughs> application, because then I get bogged down in like spam uh. deals and stuff like that. There's one email that I didn't copy down from none other than the beloved it's like he converted master charles email to snail mail yeah (laughs) it makes it more authentic i like to run an authentic podcast Mm -hmm. master charles writes in subject line i am a lurker remember that when i introduced that pod idea i think this idea is fantastic master charles says plus you're almost guaranteed to get new listeners bonus idea use their comments and criticisms as the intro to your show, kind of like last time on I'm a Lurker, we covered such and such. This is what those bitches had to say. Ah, Master Charles. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, we got to find some sort of way to... Because that's like sort of how I uh, explore film. It's like when people have horrible things to say, I'm like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's great. Like, <laughs> that should be how I promote the podcast. <laughs> Get as many people to say horrible things as possible about me. Yeah. And instigate a little curiosity. And people exactly. will know that I just put out a bitchin' product. But you don't find bitchin' products that way, do you? Hmm? Would you say your favorite movie is a well-produced movie? Or, uh, or, <clears throat> or, or something that was unintentionally amazing? Like, if you had to pick a favorite movie, which... I don't know if I could pick a favorite movie. Is my problem. If you had to say that it was probably in one of the camps. I think most of my favorites are unintentionally well-produced. What does that mean, unintentionally (laughs) (laughs) well-produced? Like, well, I'm thinking of, like, Peter Jackson's early stuff. Okay. He did a fantastic job with editing. None of it was real, like, high budget, but he made it work. It did what it needed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got these films 
And this this one is you're talking about like the one where the ear falls in the soup. Yeah. Okay. So definitely B movie solid. Yeah. Like very low budget, but he made it work. And like John Waters is kind of the same way. Like he didn't do the by the book thing. He didn't get permits to shoot anywhere he shot. (laughs) (laughs) His uh, special effects weren't particularly good, but they, they did what they needed to do. They, they took you into the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was, it was engrossing. And I think that's, uh, that's what film is for me. It's uh, what engrosses you about the John Waters films. It's like a new world. It's like world building. Mm. Even though this is the kind of based on some sort of sick reality. It's always a sick reality. <laughs> like I've never yeah. seen like these B movie films and it's an altered reality and it's just slightly different. Well, I mean, Peter Jackson's are pretty, pretty out there. You got aliens and zombies and things, puppets. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, John Waters, I mean, I, I guess I don't really know, uh, the deep, dark, uh, history of Baltimore. I assume at least parts of his films are based in some kind of reality. Right. I don't think people are really battling to be the filthiest people alive, but maybe. I don't know. You you know there is, though. Like, have you ever browsed the internet too much? (laughs) (laughs) Like, where I'm going, I'm talking beyond low-level troll accounting Mm -hmm. and really looking into what's the darkest, most depraved stuff that the internet can serve me right now. Have you ever been on one of those late night binges? I haven't. Well, you've been married for a good while now. Or yeah. married in a relationship like that. Like this is the kind of behavior that happens when You're... you haven't had inter- human interaction <laughs> for like five days. <laughs> Nobody to check you. Nobody's checking in on you. <laughs> And you just get curious when you, when you don't have social interaction. I might have like a naive perspective on that. I told you about uh, I went to that that conference this week for with like substance use disorders, and there was that dude there that was like ex cop, and he had all this drug paraphernalia like filled the whole front of the room, Bunch just of- like my entire living room right there on <laughs> a table. <laughs> He had the crack pipes, he had the bongs, he had a thing full of mushrooms, all sorts of stuff. And people were trying to buy it off him. He was like, no. <laughs> when he was talking, he kind of reminded me of, uh, he kind of sounded like someone who didn't, like he was trying to be hit, but didn't really know what was going on. Like he kept talking about the dark web and how you can get drugs on the dark web. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you sound like someone on Fox You know News. how many stoners and like drug users got unintentionally loaded? Because of that, hmm. when that shit was going on, like the Silk Road, the only way you can make a transaction was through Bitcoin. Yeah. A bunch of people would just buy up a bunch of Bitcoin to just bought up like $500 worth of Bitcoin just mm-hmm. to have their drug money in a place. Right. They spent most of it, left maybe four or five Bitcoins over. The value of those four or five leftover bitcoins skyrocketed. skyrocketed to from like a couple bucks to ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars, and they just got rich because they had had like a stash <laughs> of drug money somewhere. <laughs> Slight delay. <laughs> That's what editing's for. <laughs> That's gonna be a well placed thunderstrike. Yeah, I guarantee you.
Uh, well, we were just—I uh, was just kind of seeing like how depraved your your meanderings yeah. into the world. Have so been. I I kind of feel like that guy. Like I'm, um, I sort of generally know the depravity of the world, but I may be a little off the pulse. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I'm not saying I'm on the pulse, but having <laughs> witnessed any of this, <laughs> I have no idea whether any of this is fake, real, or or like scratching the surface, yeah. or like holy shit, Scott, why'd you go there? There's, like, shit on the internet, even on Reddit, where, like, these whole communities, and all they do is compile the most atrocious things. Mm-hmm. Like, gifs of people dying. Yeah. Stuff like that. There's this one subreddit that's actually really fascinating called uh, Faces of Death or something like that. Is that based on, like, the VHS series? Oh, shit, it might be. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't think about that, but there's this VHS series... A snuff film, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. The subreddit is more about like just pictures of people before and after they died. Mm. I've only remember one out of that batch, but it's just this time lapse photo. Which who who the hell set that up mm-hmm. at that time? <laughs> but this guy took a time lapse photo of like his grandpa, mm-hmm. like on his deathbed, just his face, Damn. and it's like a few hours before his death leading through to a few hours after his death. The transition's palpable. Like, you see, okay, this must be the soul-leaving kind of thing. You see, like, the face becoming lifeless. Yeah. And it's becoming that. Like, it doesn't just go... Right. It's a slow transition. And it was completely mortifying. Mm -hmm. Literally. Yeah. Because that's, like, the point. And, like, you're so you're seeing this. You're confronting death itself and all you wanted to do was pass some time before you went to bed (laughs) (laughs) and it's 5 a.m and you just face the reality of death for the first time in your life (laughs) sleep tight yeah i was looking for memes bitch (laughs) i was like let's see some lord of the rings screen caps over here and i discovered the face of death itself Mm mm-hmm but yeah, I mean, it's just been a morbid fascination for all of humanity. That's a reality we all have to face. That's a question. It's like, how does that feel? Yeah. Because for at least half of those pictures, you could feel it. You didn't look calm or happy. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I have looked more miserable than him over much lesser things yeah. in my life. <laughs> and there's probably photographic evidence of such. Mm-hmm. Maybe some time on my birthday, I didn't get what I wanted. Mm. Some hissy fit with the lit candles in front of me or something. I'm sure there's something like that floating around. Yeah. I haven't always been the picture-perfect man you see before you. Pod King himself. All hail Scott Cass, glory be to Scott Cass. (laughs) Glad we snuck that in. Yeah. Death isn't so bad. And you can watch it on the internet now. That's the 21st century. But we got more email bag. What does it mean uh, to slake, as in one's thirst? Sincerely thirsty and confused. I'm not familiar with that term. You never had someone, you never like slaked your thirst? No. It's quench, apparently. Hmm. Synonyms. Yeah. Email bag. <laughs> When's Ian's cult kitchen starting? Or Ian's cult corner? I have fevered dreams. Sincerely, Ian Dixon's favorite fan. Oh, shit. 
When is it starting? You're producing. No. Well, I am. Kind of. <laughs> but I have a co-producer. Yeah. And we're going to have a meeting with her tomorrow. We are. That's right. So, so we'll discuss that and we'll get yeah. back to you. Yeah. So people who've been clamoring for Ian's Cult Corner, Cult Kitchen, we still have to produce it. <laughs> <laughs> we did say like early this year and now it's like fucking halfway through the year already. Eh, it's early in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Before the end of the year. Yeah. Point out someone who did anything during the winter. <laughs> right? Yeah. Even Elon Musk just did the same shit he's been doing. Sleeping under desks and stuff. <laughs> Exploiting employees. Exploiting employees. You know. <laughs> Pouring over expense accounts. Does that, Do you hold back when David is uh, going on his tirades with Elon Musk? I mean, I don't, I don't like hate Elon Musk or anything. I try to be uh, balanced with my views of people. So I hear things about Elon Musk that are great, and I hear things that are not so great, and I try and hold that all in at once. And then in reality, whether you judge positively or negatively of Elon Musk, yeah. it doesn't if change. I, if I met him face-to-face, maybe I would have a completely different perspective. But Well, I know I would. I would just be like, hi, Elon. <laughs> Looking starry-eyed at him, like, yeah. and all this. But meanwhile, while I'm here, I'm just flippantly discussing everything about his life and personality and decisions like I know anything. Right. Yeah, I don't know anything about him as a person, so I couldn't say like if he's like a shitty dude or if he's like a fucking genius. I don't know. Meanwhile, billions of people have the same opinion with even less to stand on. The internet is terrible. Agreed. Email bag. What is kindness? Sincerely, Fart McGee. Hmm. Hmm. Glory be to Scott Cast. All hail Scott Cast. That's right. What is kindness? How did you define it? Um, hmm. It's not strictly compassion. No, but I think it's, I mean, that's the root of it, is uh, having empathy, caring about others, behaving in a way that supports uh, the success of others. I don't know. I think kindness doesn't exist. Really? Yeah. Doesn't exist. Cite your sources. <laughs> <laughs> Me? I'm going to sea lion you to hell, bitch. Oh, I, I bet. <laughs> this is, finally, we got some blood pumping on you. But, uh, like, kindness, like, for the sake of kindness, altruistic kindness. Yeah. Like, purely to be kind. Mm-hmm. Like, what would that even look like? Like, in a completely made up scenario? What? (laughs) You make up a complete scenario that's like, this is the platonic ideal of kindness. What does that look like? Like Giving giving bread to a man who's hungry? Hmm. That could be an example. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's all-encompassing. Caring for a wild, sick bunny who happened upon your path. That's kindness. You could say that. I think I'm proving myself wrong just by naming a million different examples. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have... uh... What is your point in, in stating that? I don't know. I'm just trying to find out what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just caring for people, understanding their situation, and doing something that will, in your estimation, improve their situation yeah. in some measurable way or marked way. Yes. Okay. So that's what the kindness is, Fart McGee. You were saying there's no such thing. I guess I was trying to think of it like in terms of motivation. 
what does it take to be motivated to be kind? And a lot mm-hmm. of it could be selfish. Like you could be selfishly kind though. And there's yeah. no reason why those should be separated. Well, it's uh same area of the brain, pleasure pathway. Pleasure pathway. Mm-hmm. Let's take me down that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I like. <laughs> that's the good old, that's the animal brain, the amygdala. That drives everything. It drives everything? Like, are we really purely driven by pleasure? Yeah. I mean, not purely, but uh, that's the default. Okay. The hind brain, the uh, brainstem, your amygdala, your cerebrum, no. Cerebellum. Cerebellum. So frontal lobe is like all the um, logic and shit. Planning. Executive yeah. function. Executive functioning. The That's f- the human part, quote unquote. Yeah, it took the longest to develop. Yeah. Do other animals have like that? Like, I can't believe I mean, other, other animals don't plan. Other animals have it, but it's not, it doesn't work the same. I hear crows even, are smart. Even humans, like, depending on what's going on with you, that works different. ADHD... People understand that in different ways, but it's essentially uh, a neurological disorder. Novelty is overweighted or something? Yeah, I, I say that in very... I don't want to... S- I mean, disorder sounds harsh, but it sounds bad. in reality, it it's could not, be anything. It's like your your brain works different. Yeah, disorder it's is not, just like there was an order. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. There's... Very successful people who have ADHD. I mean, how many people in the world do you think have some sort of disorder in some way? Like all of them? Some sort of disorder. In yeah, probably ninety percent. <laughs> like, like I think it. I think if someone who is completely ordered has a disorder. Yes. <laughs> some weird order disorder. <laughs> Why are you so perfect? Severely ordered. Fuck you. <laughs> you are too good of a person and well balanced. <laughs> You should not function well. Yeah, so ADHD is, it's like, um, you have the, you have your, your full brain and it's working uh, appropriately, but your frontal lobe may be a little delayed compared to others in your age category. Right. Okay, so the executive function, thinking, planning is delayed. Delayed. Okay, so the action gets a lot more juice before. So you're mostly hindbrain. And for young kids, that's like kind of what they do. And you don't notice that's the difference. That's why they're all diagnosed. <laughs> because they <Well>, are. <laughs> like one to four, let's say. They're like, that's what you are. You're, you're pure instinct. You're figuring out the world, right? Yeah. You don't really need your executive functioning skills. Um, no four-year-old has executive functioning skills. That comes along at some later point. I might not have executive functioning yeah. skills. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, around school age, you start to have like the structure, and you have to fit into it, and that that requires some of that that working memory and whatnot. You start to notice the kids who can follow directions and kids who can't. Again, further on in school, more and more structure. You got classes. You got to switch classes. Blah 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 blah. Those skills come, but it's it's slower. Okay, because it's the last thing, right? Because that's, yeah, that's, like, naturally, that's how we develop. And some kids develop fast, and some kids develop slow. So, like, kids who are developing slower, like, they're getting they're getting chastised over their executive functioning. Essentially, yes. Like, because... Uh, Teachers aren't very well uh, educated about actual child development. Right? Because to be a fifth-grade teacher, you just need a sixth-grade education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> maybe not. I don't think that's true, but <laughs> but yeah, you should understand what a child's capable of and uh, how those things can differ based on disabilities. So we started on all this because we were talking about reward centers. So ADHD, you're mostly hindbrain. That's like the fight or flight response. That's mm-hmm. uh, your... Which we've learned for me is to just stand there and take notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's been revised to fight, flight, fight, flight, or freeze. Oh, okay. So you're a freezer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the best thing. If you got a T-Rex around... Yeah. Don't fucking move. Yeah. That's that's probably why you do that. That's that could very well be true. Like <laughs> my prime example of what to do in an emergency situation has always been Sam Neill in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Freeze, nobody move. So that's where that is. That's also like our pleasure center is in the amygdala, it's the hindbrain or midbrain. So anyone who has a drug addiction or a gambling addiction or Sex addiction or any kind of addiction. Addictions happen in... That's all animal brain. Oh. It's those pleasure pathways. Okay. So to do get something, rid- it feels good, keep doing it. How do, you, how do you get rid of an addiction then? You just find something even more pleasurable? That's complicated. You do need to have some access to that, uh, that critical thinking in the frontal lobe. Oh. Because you need to be able to weigh consequences pros and cons obviously drugs feel good or no one would do them right right (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes there's bad stuff that comes along with it and you need to be able to say hey do the pros outweigh the cons or what's the balance there right and that that requires some executive functioning um, and it's really hard for a human being, you know, as thrown into chaos and suffering as we are as a creature, yeah, uh, to find instant happiness, yeah, and then be like, not worth it, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why those things are so hard to treat, because you're fighting against animal logic as well as like normal logic, right? Most of the time, the animal brain that was that was there to keep you safe. It's uh, it serves a purpose. Um, your brain does weird shit, and so maybe kindness is just like a weird brain uh, conundrum. Our scientists are looking into eliminating it from the genome, so that Scott Cass City may be one of complete uh, rational egalitarianism. It's, it's an experiment. Do you think that would be a good idea? Like. Um, a society of heartless automatons that just do things on a rational basis rather than with empathy or kindness? No, that sounds oh, awful. It does, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think empathy needs to be the basis of any rationality. I was thinking about that today. I don't remember what got me on this tangent, but I was thinking about like specific career paths and like what kind of people might end up in those. I think I read something like a fucking meme about <laughs> that Shkreli, Martin Shkreli, that fucking oh, that guy. farmer bro rep mm-hmm. that raised prices a million percent to be an asshole. He was big on Reddit for yeah. a little while. Like uh, He was on this subreddit called Wall Street Bets. Actually, I have to find this thing. Cause... Okay, I'll, I'll tell a little bit about what I know of Martin Shkreli. Do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> 
he was on this forum uh, subreddit on Reddit called Wall Street Bets, and this subreddit is dedicated purely to people trying to get rich off of speculative stocks, like Sneaky D would say. Yeah. He is somewhat of a wonderkind of speculative stocks. Stocks. Mm-hmm. What he would do is he would go to the subreddit and like put a list of stuff to do. Everyone would follow it because it's Martin Shkreli saying it. Yeah. I even followed like a couple stocks that he did for like a few months, and mm-hmm. true as his word, the shit went up. So yeah. like the guy knows something about how a financial market operates enough right. to get the reputation he's got. What he did with it, he definitely sounds like somebody who's been just hanging out on the internet, just having fun doing stuff and mm-hmm. not really thinking about the empathetic connection. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, I think that was my connection was like, some people have this drive that's all uh, business or perf- personal profit. And when you lose that human connection, that's when you're, you kind of turn into an asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, man, I think about like people in in my organization. Everybody's pretty cool. Like I can't, I can't pick out anybody who I would. Well, that's hard to do in like a social life. Yeah, like if you're in a CMH, like yeah. you you pretty much have to be a pretty decent person, or mm-hmm. you're not going to be there for very long. No one's there to get rich, right? <laughs> <laughs> Martin Scrawley wasn't like, "What the fuck? I was told something different." Some motivations are important, and like even in the pharmaceutical, like you you could imagine like a researcher that would be there yeah. for the right reasons, right? But they don't make any fucking money. No, no, no. It's, it's douchebags like this who don't actually do any work. Right, right. They just they they just push things around. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if this is actually accurate, but allegedly this is a transcript from jury selection for Martin Shkreli's uh, trial. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, so Martin Shkreli's trial for, for um, some shit, some stock speculative shit. Yeah, some kind of uh, financial crimes. The court. Well, I'm going to excuse you, juror number 144. Tell us what you have heard. Oh, this was like, he's excusing a previous juror. This is jury selection. Okay. So, juror number 144, tell us what you have heard. <laughs> juror 144. I've heard through the news of how the defendant changed the price of a pill by upselling it. I heard he bought an album from the Wu-Tang Clan for a million dollars. The court asks... The question is, have you heard anything that would affect your ability to decide this case with an open mind? Can you do that? Juror 144. I don't think I can because he kind of looks like a dick. (laughs) (laughs) The court. All right, I'm going to excuse you. Juror number 59, come on on up. Juror 59. (laughs) Your Honor, totally he is guilty and in no way can I let him slide out of anything because the court. Okay, okay, okay. Is that your attitude toward anyone charged with a crime who has not been proven guilty? Juror 59. It's my attitude toward his entire demeanor. He has what he has done to people. The court. All right. We're going to excuse you, sir. How long was jury selection for this guy's trial? <laughs> Juror 59. And he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. I ain't, no, no. Mm, mm -mm. We got that. (laughs) Would you be able to be an impartial juror? Yes, I think so. What what puts you in that camp? Because I can separate my personal opinions from, like, legal 
opinions. You can. I think so. I can think someone's an asshole and not think they're a criminal. That's kind of always been my bag when it comes to legality and morality. Yeah. Completely separate things. Legality Mm -hmm. is just like what we tell cops to do, which is one thing or the other. There's nothing necessarily immoral about double parking in certain situations, but it is illegal and you get that fucking car out of there. And so you pay the ticket. Morality and legality often have some crazy thing like uh, recent news, mm-hmm. like uh, all that, all those abortion bills. Yeah. Recent news. Um, well, I'm sure there's a bunch of other recent news. And mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the thing with it. Is there's always a battle between making the legal structure as perfect as the moral structure, but the moral structure is always changing because we're we're always dealing with new technology. Like nobody has any legal or moral opinions about altering your DNA. Even though we have the fly. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? What more do you need in your life besides watching the fly to know that you should not be altering your DNA? Well, I mean, if it's not illegal and you want to take the risks, I guess you, you deal with the consequences. High risk, high reward. That's, yeah, that's kind of on you. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd do like, it. Like, are you going to prosecute Fucked up Jeff Goldblum with his, like... I wouldn't fuck. I wouldn't prosecute his him. His little fingernails falling out. You're like, oh, you fucked with some jeans you weren't supposed to, guy. I mean, there, I mean, there was the part where He's he going to throw up on your hand and fucking melt your arm. Right? <laughs> but there was that part where, uh, where he was like, oh, I need to kill three people. Yeah. In order to become mostly human. Yeah. You know, mostly Brundle human. Well, he wasn't going to kill him. He was going to assimilate with him. We can't cover that topic. <laughs> <laughs> if that's death or not. We got... We have... Okay. One more email bag, and it's very general. If you could change anything about the world, what would it be? Sincerely, Adolf... Again. Remember Adolf hit from a couple episodes ago? Yeah. <laughs> it was just H-I-T-T. Yeah. He keeps writing in, which is really putting me in a quandary. I put him in last in the email bag for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because his name is so close to Hitler's. <laughs> it's not his fault. He didn't name himself, did he? Right, but why does he have to sign his full name every time? Yeah. Adolf Hit. Yeah. Two T's, H-I-T-T. I don't know, man. Adolf is as you'd expect. So if we could change one thing about the world. Anything. Mm-hmm. What would it be? That's a deep question. I think you need to answer first. If I could change anything about the world, it would be resource allocation. Like right now, we have a world with limited resources. Mm-hmm. I just add a couple of letters to that. What if we lived in a world with unlimited resources? Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I would always play like The Sims, SimCity, mm-hmm. stuff like that. My number one style of play. 99% versus 1% is I would use cheat codes and make sure I have infinite money and everything. <laughs> yeah. So I can just like make a bunch of weird shit. None of my cities worked. Right. And my sim households were nothing but a mess. So it didn't work there. It didn't work there, but I feel like if the world always had unlimited resources, mm-hmm. which could be achieved with science if we learn to use our limited resources in an exponentially like useful way. Like if we could take like a chunk of coal, mm-hmm. 
power city for a month with that. Yeah. Like we'd be set for, for decades, like off of a truck bed. Like, right. So like we could get there scientifically. Right. And in the fucking science. Well, those aren't the most efficient, uh, ways to create energy. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we could harness electricity from the sky. I mean, yeah, that would be ideal. If we would started doing that hmm. a couple decades ago, we probably wouldn't uh, be doomed. So, well, that's energy, but then there's also like plastic and stuff. Well, if we're if we're imagining a scenario where infinite resources exist, it would be more, I think, um, civilization like a, sandbox mode. It'd be like a collective consciousness as opposed to like a physical being you don't think we have a collective consciousness now um it's not very apparent if we do i think we do i think humans are locusts i think we i think we have patterns that appear like we're uh having subconscious themes emerging but uh, i don't think we i don't think we're connected in that way there's nothing like, uh, like, uh, there's no like lines that it's direct from me to you. It's no. just a aspect of our biology. Yes. But there's like these ant colonies, mm-hmm. like hear me out, that span continents. Yeah. It's an entire colony. Yeah. It's got to be a network of queens. I can't imagine there's one queen to this giant colony. But, uh, but still, like the ants from like. But there's like chemical, like pheromones that they're emitting and it's. Isn't that enough? There's a way that they're communicating. Do you think um, humans have pheromones? Yes, we do. So maybe there's a collective consciousness amongst the pheromones. You think so? Yeah, maybe we smell. We smell of collective consciousness. That's why the internet is always so rank and disgusting. <laughs> because you can't transfer the smell. You don't get the pheromones from yeah. other people. And all of a sudden, you're acting like a complete asshole. I think there's a lot that's lost when we're not uh, face-to-face with one another. Like the threat of getting punched in the face? That. I think there's there's a body language that makes a big difference. Yeah. Like, do you think trolls would have such a good time if someone was cowering in a corner? No. I don't think so. They just see, like, the name and, like, everyone puts their, like, the sexiest selfie of themselves up right, for their right, profile right. photo. So they just see all this ego. Mm-hmm. And whenever anybody sees ego, let's take it down. <laughs> It's coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> We're gonna take you down. So like that's how trolls work. Mm-hmm. Is that like they keep getting fed by this internet presence where it's all they see is just some curated collection. Yes. And all you see is some guy attacking your very being. And they see your curated collection of ego. Mm-hmm. And they are despondent towards you. That's that's some uh, that's a spear in the heart right there. Yeah, you know, fucking trolls. <laughs> so what did so what did we learn today? We learned that the internet is awful and we should stop. Scottcast? No, Scottcast. Oh, okay. Scottcast is the only desirable internet uh, activity. Activity. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone should get Scottcast. Like, if everyone was listening to Scottcast Radio. Mm-hmm. People would be happier. I'm thinking about getting a broadcast license for Scottcast Radio too. Yeah, so that I could put on like 
real music. Mm-hmm. And then we can have like the Ian Dixon hour <laughs> where you show off all this fucking prog and shit. Holy fuck. That would be awesome. Like we'll have you like being the DJ. I don't think anyone would want to listen to that. I would. <laughs> I would so listen to that. I want to listen to the fuck out of that. Ooh. That would be on 24-7 if I had that. I don't even know how that would work. Would I have to own it physically? No. What would happen is I would just get a license like ASCAP BMI. I've priced it out. It's mm-hmm. reasonable if I wanted to go for it, but then it would be a commitment to do it. Right. But, yeah, with the license it's reachable we could just have like our own internet station Mm. you know it's not that expensive so I'm thinking like if I wanted to play a bunch of King Crimson yeah like I own that in uh, physical form on vinyl Mm -hmm. but I can't get it on Spotify I don't know if it's like streaming places or whatever if you bought it on vinyl then we can record the vinyl and transmit it Okay. You know, because we have I'm just trying to think we have the rights to transmit it. In terms of setup. Like we would we would go from vinyl. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Yeah. So that'd be cool. That little, would be cool. Yeah. And I've also found some uh on the internet some schematics for building like a personal player mm-hmm. that does like streams a radio internet radio stream. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, that's a great idea. <laughs> Let's just have a Scott Cast radio. Like, we'll sell that as a physical product, 10, 20 bucks. And you turn it on, and it's just Scott Cast radio that plays. Hmm. It'll have the latest episode. It'll have, like, you spinning some King, King Crimson, <laughs> Sneaky D doing, I don't know, something. Push ups. Sounds like some Black Mirrors shit. It is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're trying to bring shit back to like basics, you know. Everyone's yeah. got access to infinite content. Mm-hmm. Well, with twenty bucks, we'll just take care of all your content needs for you. Just listen to us pod. Yeah. You know? It's pretty much like Howard Stern with Sirius XM, except even better, but also worse. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like twenty bucks up front, lifetime commitment? Or twenty bucks and then it's like it's the stream's free. So it's like it's okay. it's it's for the device. You buy the device and gotcha. then you get all the content as much as you want. Okay. Why not? That sounds like a pretty sweet deal. We have so many plans for Scott Cast. Like if Scott Cast was half as ambitious as it is, <laughs> like we'd still be reaching for the stars, sir. What episode are we on? 70 something? 72. Do you think we'll, we'll definitely get to 100 by the end of the year? Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. we'll get to 100 by the end of July. Shit. Gotta plan something big. Gotta do something. I mean, we got the 75th episode coming up really quickly. And, like, historically, we've done some sort of game we on got the 25, a, 50. <clears throat> yeah, we got a feud cast part two here. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe I could do a feud cast with uh, Dispatch. Mm hmm. Because that's technically another part I do. Yeah. I'm like, I'll bring the dispatch in, and we'll have Scott Cast face them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if the dispatch wants to do that. They can't handle the heat. I don't. I think they just lose so hard, and, <laughs> and they just talk about themselves for 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to find another game. If you have mm-hmm. an idea for a game or a special episode you want to hear from Scott Cast that for some reason we haven't done yet. Uh, email half for scottcast at gmail.com or go to the email bag at uh, thescottcast.com forward slash email bag. Um, and you will find, by the way, if you submit email bag on the website, 
the sound plays. <laughs> so, it's glorious. Yeah. I would do that. All right. So we learned a lot today. And with the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast, I bid the adieu. See you later, ScottCastigators. All right.